This is The Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. Well, hello there. I'm Kate Stevenson. So this, of course, is The Relish Podcast, a celebration of all things food, wine and travel. This week on the show, one of the nicest and hardest working people in hospitality is celebrating a major milestone as Shane Delia marks 15 years of Maha in the city. I'll have a chat to Shane about what it takes to stay at the top in Melbourne and the village it takes to build a restaurant that is so loved by so many. Also, well, they've done it again. Melbourne's own Starwood Whiskey have returned from San Francisco with a barrel full of medals. I'll ask production manager Sam Slaney what we should be trying and when their new improved distillery home will be opening in Port Melbourne. And in Eat, Drink, Do Melbourne, your chance to enjoy truffles at a seriously good price at Bonnie Bar, tasting the flavours of India at Crown Melbourne, a new winter menu launches at City Indian Elchi, Andrew McConnell's new bar Apollo Inn is go and your chance to get away to Rutherglen's Mount Ophir Estate this winter. All that is coming up on the Relish Podcast, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. Easy Music 3MP plays all your favourite songs to help you relax. Songs you grew up with. Songs you know. Songs in love. That's why I tell you. You better be home soon. Relax with us. Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. I think it's fair to say my next guest is one of the hardest working people in Melbourne. He's instantly recognisable and is one of the best known and most respected people in hospitality in this town. He is synonymous with Middle Eastern cuisine and it is no surprise that in a town that sees new restaurants pop up weekly, his restaurant Maha has stood the test of time and this year celebrates 15 years feeding the people of Melbourne. Shane Delia, welcome. That's a great intro. Thanks, Kate. No, it's all you. 15 years. <laughs> you, you must have been a baby when Maha opened. How old were you? I was 28 when we opened the restaurant. I mean, um, it's, it's it's it's. I still look in the mirror and think I'm 28, um, but it's uh, it, it feels like a long time ago. Now you, so there's so much to talk about. It has been a long time. You've achieved so much, and we are specifically talking about that beautiful Maha in Bond Street today. You did stand up in front of a room full of people the other week who were there to celebrate you and your team and your family in that beautiful establishment that you built. How did that feel that night? You know, it was um, like I think I mentioned it on the night. I mean, I, you know, you, you have this sort of front that you have to put on, and you're out in the media, and you know, you've got a larger than life sort of persona. But the reality is that I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert. <laughs> I actually really don't like being the centre of attention. I mean, I'm, I'm okay to host a segment on postcards, but I'm not the centre mm-hmm. of attention there. It's the, it's the guest, and you know, I'm, I'm happy to do cooking things, but I mean, you're kind of masked and you're wearing your sort of soup, your, your cape then, you, you deflect it all. But when you're in a room full of people who are just looking at you, um, it was overwhelming, you know, and, and, and to feel like I felt so much support and love from all different, you know, so that, that was our community. You know, there were segments of, you know, business and segments of media and then there was customers and suppliers and some bit of hospitality. and But everyone fell into the umbrella of friends and, and I really do use that, that, that term, you know, um, um, purposely because I felt like there was a camaraderie with everyone in the room, irrespective of what you did for a crust. 
um, and everyone was brought together by your hospitality. And I mean, I, I felt really nice. It was so nice to have my kids there too. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful to see. With Maha, so, you know, it's not just being there for 15 years, yeah. It's it's being lauded, it's being really loved. And what I noticed is when I posted a couple of things to say, wow, 15 years, I was inundated by people who didn't just say, yeah, that's great, what an achievement. It was specific nights, Shane, that they mentioned. Oh, I had my daughter's 21st there. We just had my mum's 70th birthday lunch. What's the secret to success for you, not just to, to be a surviving restaurant, but to be a loved restaurant? You know, I just I, I just got out of our, we do a weekly management meeting and I just come out of that meeting with my senior guys and you know, we reflected on the event and and, and, and and a few things that we've we learned from stories that we'd heard. And I think that you have to pick what you want to win at I think in life, I mean, and, and, in, and in business, and you can't win at everything. You know, like we, like I've said it a million times, I don't think we're generally the best restaurant in town that, that cooks the best food, that's always the most cutting edge. But um, I do think we offer, we, we pick what we want to win at. What we want to win at is hospitality. You know, we want to we want to win at hospitality. We want people to feel like they're valued. We want people to feel like they have a voice and, that, and then they feel safe and they feel special with us. Like for me, that's hospitality, it's generosity of spirit. Um, and I think we win there, you know, like I think that we, we, it's our goal. Do we win all the time? Of course not. But we've picked our mark. And, and I think that having a place where you can have, you know, christenings and bar mitzvahs and birthdays and celebratory moments and we've had graduations. You know, the, we had graduations of staff who have done their uni degree working with us part-time <laughs> and then come and have their celebration dinner with us, which is so nice. Um, and, and to be that special place where you announce the, the, that you're having a baby or, yeah. you know, it's – those moments are really special and to market with us it's 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 something that we really really value i think in melbourne you know it's tough things do open every week and people want to get to that new thing and the challenge is getting them back you called out the team the other night past and present because it's been 15 years of fabulous people how important is it to have good people around you and how do you make sure you find them and you keep them yeah it's 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 the most important thing Good people in your life, irrespective if you work with them or than your friendship group. That's what it's about, Kate. You know, and I've known you for the whole fifteen years, right? Like, and and, and good people stick, um, and 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 that's what when you even go through an interview process. I mean, and we're all doing interview processes. We're either interviewing a, a potential friend, uh, you know, a potential colleague. We're, we're we're evaluating people all the time, where we do it consciously or subconsciously, and you're drawn to people that that, that make you feel good, right? So when we interview people, I, I, I try to em, employ people that make me feel something. You know, um, hopefully something positive, um, and, and and irrespective of their skill base, I think you, you employ them on their merit and and their internal capacity, and you still go, okay, well, this is a really good person. Are they at the skill level that we need? Yes, great, they exceed expectation, or no, they they're actually going to need a bit of work. But then that's your job, you know, your job. You've got you've got a duty to those people, and you you employ them based off the, the level that they're at. And like you know, I've got some young guys and girls with me now who. Well, they need they need a lot of coaching and a lot of work, but you know the core is good. You know they're, they're good people to be brought up well. Their moral structure is good. They're good foundation. And you go, oh well, I can't give them all of that, you know. But what I can give them is the overlay of hospitality. So, I think, and and sometimes you know, and 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 people look at loyalty as how long you've been in a venue and like that was a good staff movement. That was for five years. Well, I didn't care if they're here for five months. I mean, it's about how they connect with you and what they do after they leave you and. The relationship that you maintain i mean they're, they're, they're great relationships and 
they're, they're the relationships you want to have with your customers. So it has to start yeah. with your staff. I think, you know, sometimes when you're thinking about hiring staff, it's, you know, who do I want to spend eight or 10 hours with a day? And who yeah. do my customers want in front of them? Because you're right, you can teach, you can teach how to how to take orders, you can teach how to move around a restaurant. You can't teach people to be good people. Um, I know, so it's 15 years. It, it surely should not be over quickly, the celebration, Shane. You guys are doing um, a bit of a special menu through June and July featuring some of the best dishes really from the gamut of those 15 years. Yeah. What can people expect? Yeah, yeah they can, I mean, there's, there's the crowd favourites, the crowd favourites which we have a hard time taking off the menu at any time, you know, like, you know, Turkish Delight dumplings and, you know, slow-roasted lamb shoulder and pomegranate sour cocktail. I mean, they'll probably be on here hopefully for the next 40 years, you know. I want to be around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but then there's things that we'd forgotten about that we've gone back in the archives um, and found stuff like... Um, our uh, um, simple little lamb cigars dusted with, yes. you know, sugar and cinnamon. And, you know, like they've been on the menu for a long time and they were, they're great. And then, you know, um, you know, our smoky hummus with, with, with pine mushrooms. I mean, that was, that, that, that's, that's become something that's been synonymous with, with Maha. And, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, proclaimed, you know, self-proclaimed kings of hummus around town. But, <laughs> you know, some, sometimes I think, you know, that, you know, the title's there to be taken. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're we've perched on that we've been perched on that on, on that throne for a while so um you know then, then there's beautiful dishes like in the sweets you know like i, I really love the two the, well the three sweets that we brought together one the donuts the land of milk and honey which is um I, I really love that dessert i think it's it's you know refers to lebanon being referred to as the land of milk and honey it's sweet it's opulent but it's but it's not overly powering you know lemon lemon um uh, so leatherwood honey notes and and and, and lemon gel and milk ice creams and um, and then the pomegranate and, and chocolate tart, which is really dense, really rich, really over the top. But you know, I think it's a it's a beautiful thing, and it shows um, it shows the, the breadth of flavours. But I think a great you know Joe Abud, who's a, I know a, a friend of both of ours yeah. from Ruby Restaurant. Um, I spoke to him yesterday, and he just rang me to say, you know, hey Habib, you know, I just wanted to call you and let you know I had such a good time, and mate, you know, we've you know you've always inspired me, which is so nice to hear those kind of things. But there, there was one comment that he made is he goes, you know, eating that menu. He goes, nothing fell out of place, even yeah. though it was like 15 years. It all sort of came together. You know, you think about the gamut of food that's gone through, you know, molecular gastronomy, gastronomy and all that kind of stuff. And the menu could have been all over the place. But I think it, it, it shows that it, you have to sometimes turn off the noise from the outside and just focus on what you want to do. And then, then you don't have that sort of, you know, that, that, that pictures of, of, of brilliance and moments of failure. Um, you can just stay consistent and then, uh, you know, the, the long and slow is the way to go, I reckon. And then people know what to expect. They know what a beautiful meal at Mahari is because it hasn't changed over 15 years. You know, the dishes may have changed slightly. Yeah. That experience and those flavours haven't. Um, and you're right, that is a fabulous, dense way to finish. And after a really generous meal, which that one is, it's tough. And yet yeah. I, I somehow think people are going to get through it because <laughs> I did. Um, Shane, you yeah. are generally doing six things at once. We know that. But not just that, it's been a really challenging three years or so with some ups and some downs. Can you please tell me that you are getting a break at some stage? Because you are always around oh, and you're yeah. always working. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking a break um, and I have never in my life looked forward to or needed a break more than this. And um, breaks are so important, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, whether it's a quick weekend away with your friends out to, you know, to, you know, Western Victoria or, you know, it's, a, it's an overseas trip, they should be celebrated and, 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 and really sort of, you know, championed because you can only be good 
if you've got time to spend with yourself and your loved ones and recharge. So yes, I've got a, I've got a break. Um, my parents are already en route. Uh, my dad's dream, um, he's a big history buff, studied archaeology, was to go to see, you know, Egypt and the, you know, the and, and Luxor and the pyramids Amazing. and go to Petra and Jordan and, you know, go to go through North Africa a little bit and into Tunisia and into 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 Morocco and they're, so they're en route to Malta now. So we're going to meet them. Um, and my and Maha and I and the kids and wow, and my sister and her kids and my cousin and his kids and two of my uncles are all en route to Malta as well. So we're going to have does a, Malta know? I, Do they know you're all coming? Yeah, yeah. All the people they kicked out and they're coming home. But but it's um it's for me it's. I mean, Australia is my home. I'm Australian and, and, uh, and I'm proud and to be Australian and I'm proud to be a Melbourneian. But Malta is also my home and it's my ancestral home. And there's, there's a, I have a spiritual connection with Malta and a lot of the countries I visit in the Middle East. Um, as soon as I get off the plane, I just feel this lightening, you know, like I feel like lighter. I feel, I feel ready to go and I feel my senses are open and um, I, I am so looking forward just to connect with, with, with um, my, my ancestral homeland again. Amazing. You deserve it. Shane D'Elia, I hope you know how much you are loved and respected in this town. It was so good to see you and your beautiful family, Maha and Jada and Jude, there to celebrate with you the other night. Congratulations on 15 years of Maha. We'll, uh, we'll say here's to 15 more. We'll remind people they can enjoy the best dishes to grace the tables of Maha over those 15 years are available now in a special menu for lunch and dinner through June and July. It is a very special experience. Head to maharestaurant.com.au au to book. Thank you so much for having a chat with me today, Shane. Uh, good on you, Katie. You're a champion. Thanks, Shane. Stick around. Plenty more to come on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. Well, I shouldn't be surprised, but they have done it again. Melbourne's own Starwood Whiskey trotted off to the famed San Francisco World Spirits Competition and they came home with a wheelie suitcase full of medals. We're talking 12 double gold, 10 gold and five silver medals. Joining me now is one very happy bloke. Sam Slaney is production manager at Starwood Whiskey. Sam, welcome. Hi, Kate. Thanks for uh, having me on. No worries. You're a massive overachiever, you lot. Uh, it was always going to be tough uh, to top last year's effort when Starwood were crowned the most awarded distillery of the year. But this is still a pretty phenomenal result for you guys, yeah? Yeah, it's still a pinch-yourself moment. We're still surprised. Like, even though we got a great outcome last year and we were super happy, you know, you think you get it once and that's great and, you know, next year it's someone else's turn. But to get a similar uh, or better outcome, you know, of medals is just amazing. So we're, we're pretty um, pretty happy down at the distillery and, yeah, testament to all the hard work we're doing. No doubt. And stupid question from me, how do you get awarded a, a double gold? Who's judging that? What's the process? Yeah, so uh, San Francisco have this um, double gold, which is where all the judges on the panel, so they'll have four to six judges on the panel tasting the, the whiskies, and each judge puts in their own score individually, right? So they'll do it by themselves without talking to anyone else, not knowing what the other judge next to them is doing. Um, and then at the end, they'll have a roundtable discussion and talk about how they judged it and what score they gave it. And if all of those judges independently gave it a goal, then it's a double gold um, automatically. So it means that every judge on that table that tasted that whiskey has said this is a gold medal worthy whiskey. So, you know, if you have four judges and only two give it a gold, um, 
and one gives it a high silver and another high silver, it'll be a goal. But you need you need all the judges to unanimously agree that it's um it's a fantastic product to get double gold. So we're pretty pretty stoked to get that. With a dozen of those for you guys. And I assume, you know, the kind of the the windfall for that is twofold. I assume there's something emotionally for you guys to know, you know, about the the quality of the product that you're making, but also it makes that a very saleable product too. Where, where do you see sort of what, what does it mean for you guys to get double gold for those particular whiskies? Yeah, I think it's it's great to get it for the projects and the single barrels and the small batches and that's testament, you know, to the quality of that liquid that we're putting out. But I think um, what what we really want to do as Starwood is make accessible, delicious whiskey that, that you can get every day. Um, and so that's where, you know, our core range, Twofold and Nova, um, really are the products that we want people to know about Starwood. You know, if, if you want to try something different or come into the, the brand home and have a look and do a tour and check out the small batch or the projects, that's awesome and we love it and we love those whiskies. But um, to see our kind of, you know, our, our just accessible core range whiskies getting those accolades as well just is great. And, you know, to me that that's the big one is getting those those core whiskies through and getting getting medals for them because um, that's what everyone's drinking. That's the bulk of what we do. And believe me, I have I have drunk my fair share of both of those. I did look at that list of, of double golds, though, and I was wondering whether all of those whiskies uh, are available for sort of us punters to get our hands on because I couldn't work out why I, I had never heard of your sticky toffee apple single malt. So that's a small batch. So we do, we've got our projects, which are typically a quarterly release, and that gets relatively decent distribution. So we'll export some, um, we usually have national distribution here, plus sell through Brandhome and, and our D2C, our web store channel. Um, something like Sticky Toffee Apple being small batch, it's got a much smaller footprint. We've, we've made less of it. There was less available. It was a really small parcel of barrels and something different that we did. We haven't really done any apple brandy stuff before. So we did a trial quite a while ago and we deemed that ready to release. But when we look at the volumes, we go, well, we can't share this with the world. We're going to have to, to have a small footprint on it. And so it's kind of where a lot of our interesting novel experimental liquids go. Um, and so you can get that both through our web store um, and also at, at the brand home at the distillery bar. So some bars will stock it, some some high-end bars, but typically you're not going to see it around a lot. Like you're not going to see it in big bottle um, big bottle shops. You'll only find it at really exclusive retailers. So yeah, small batches is a lot of fun and another kind of touch point for people that really love interesting whiskies. Now you mentioned the distillery home. I was under the impression, Sam, that was already a pretty phenomenal space yeah but then i went on to your website and i noticed that port melbourne is actually closed at the moment for renovations what what are you guys up to and when are you reopening yeah so we're pretty excited i mean we we moved into port melbourne in 2016 and um we set up the distillery bar then and it was a fantastic space huge bar um yeah huge huge oak bar you know big space able to do big events um but we never you know, put in a kitchen. We never kind of built in some more intimate spaces uh, and we didn't have a lot of experiences. So it was fantastic when you came in and we could offer a really good, really good um, experience, but we wanted to give everyone a bit more, a bit more opportunity to, to do just some different things there. So to be able to put in 
uh, reconfigure the bar format, put in, what have we got? We've got an open kitchen there, so we can do some like, um, some food preparation and kind of dining with the chef events. We've got, um, we've got some pretty cool stuff, actually. We've got a fill your own um, bottle from the barrel. Yeah. Um, so we've got two barrels, so you can select essentially a one-off whiskey from there and hand fill it yourself and label it. Um, a bit more merchandise, so T-shirts um, and other merch. We've never really had a good offering there. So, and people always say, where can I get like Star Wars T-shirts, Star Wars hats, Star Wars jumpers? And it's like, give the people what they want, right? Like <laughs> good merch, good merch is, is really worth a lot. And I think it's, it's fantastic that people can get that. Um, some little booths, like more intimate spaces, because yeah. the, the challenge we had in the past was it was a bit Big. cavernous, yeah. great for big events, but when you had just a small group, sometimes um, it was a bit big. So we've kind of tried to make some breakout spaces for that. Um, and then put quite a bit into lifting the tour experience as well. And I think it was already pretty good. And I think our feedback from people on tours has been fantastic. Um, but the, the team there have really lifted um, use of props and kind of um, how we talk about the process and communicate it so people can see it, touch it, taste it, taste the, the wash and the work through the process, see and touch the barley, look at the barrel staves and have a bit more of an interactive tour um, as well as different grades or levels of tour depending on what you want to achieve. So look, we're really excited. I think it'll just give people more opportunities to do different experiences when they come through the door and hopefully walk out um, happy. So if they have been there, they'll be really um, surprised by um, the change. And visually, it's pretty, pretty amazing. It's definitely you walk through the door and you go, oh, okay, I didn't expect that, but it's pretty exciting. And if you haven't been there, then you'll just um, go, well, this is is fantastic. You won't so, even know how much yeah, better excited. it is. Yeah, Sam exactly. Slaney, production manager at Starwood Whiskey. It's been so good to watch the Starwood journey. You guys are never, ever sitting still. Um, I think that's a phenomenal result at the awards there won. Um, all Melbournians should be proud of. We're just going to claim you, to be honest. We'll send people to starwood.com.au to check out and shop the range. Um, or, of course, they can find Starwood in good bottle shops. Um, but also look out for the reopening of Port Melbourne. It sounds like it's going to be phenomenal. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thanks so much, Kate. Thanks, Sam. Stick around. A bit more to come in the form of tips on what to eat, drink and do in Melbourne on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. For lovers of easy music, it all adds up. DAB Plus is the innovation to your favourite station, Easy Music 3MP, where the music is nearer and clearer in stereo right across Melbourne. There is more 3MP to love by upgrading your radio to DAB+. Change the way you listen to 3MP. There is more to love on DAB+. Find out more at 3mp.com.au. All right, it's that time again. Time to share some tips on all things Eat, Drink, Do Melbourne. And there are a few. First up a feed. Well, fresh from the success of their Wagyu Wednesdays, Chef James Cornwall and the team at Bonnie Bar in Fitzroy have launched Truffle Thursdays for winter. They've partnered with suppliers Friend and Burrell to serve up two courses celebrating truffles at a seriously accessible price of 45 bucks per person. So for that price, well, you'll get a Yarra Valley truffle and brook trout pearls on brown butter and seaweed madeleine, plus some beautiful Loddon Estate chicken with shiitake and truffle and a salad on the side. You can pick a little bit more from the menu, including dessert too. Check out bonniebar.com.au for more. 
And while we're on the subject of bold flavours, Crown Chef Rowan Desai has launched a new pop-up, Flavours of India, at their venue Evergreen. That'll run from the 6th till the 23rd of July. Mumbai-born Desai grew up in a home that was half Maharashtrian and half Gujarati. So he's come up with a four-course banquet that melds together the best of the two. You can enjoy it Thursday to Saturday for dinner or head in for Sunday lunch. To book, click on Flavours of India at crownmelbourne.com.au. And while we're speaking of premium Indian cuisine, Elchi has launched their new winter menu, making the best of some of their fan favourites but with a range of new dishes that celebrate the cooler months. It's housed in that former press club building and that decadent interior is complemented by chef and owner Manpreet Sekhon's intricate dishes. So expect things like what she calls not your average chicken ticker with tomato chilli caramel or maybe a duck lukumi which has spiced pulled duck in it. You can check out the full menu at elchirestaurant.com.au. That's E-L-C-H-I elchirestaurant.com.au and drink well. The huge news this month is that Andrew McConnell's new standalone bar, Apollo Inn, is open. They certainly kept things under wraps right until the last moment, but it is here and it sounds pretty fabulous. Led by the legends who have made Gimlet one of the most awarded restaurants in the country, they're promising a range of signature cocktails from bar manager Cameron Parrish. There'll be gorgeous wines by the glass and bottle chosen by star sommelier Leanne Altman and a food menu with snacks and small dishes that'll change but include things like Wagyu beef on toast with comfy garlic. It'll be open every night from 5pm and bookings are live at apolloin.bar. And do, well, if you like a road trip, do consider a wintry fireside escape to Rutherglen because that's just what Mount Ophir Estate are offering. They've got packages that include a 10% discount on estate accommodation and some free add-ons to make sure you try the best of the region's produce and wine. So things like a twin pack of wine to enjoy during your stay to a family cellar tasting experience at the brand new renovated cellar door at All Saints Estate. For full details and to plan your trip, head to mountoferestate.com.au. That's Mount O-P-H-I-R. And that's it for this episode. I'd love to hear from you anytime. Just email relish at 3mp.com.au. But this has been the Relish Podcast, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. You've been listening to the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. 